Yo, and hello. Welcome to a very exciting episode of I Have a Podcast. You know, I tend to say all of my podcasts are exciting, but when I talk about the level of excitement, it's actually dangerous and it does teeter on danger, as does our guest very often. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to have you here. Yo, what's up, TJ Lavin? My man, Vinny. <laughs> I, you have no idea. Your name comes up a lot in my life. Oh, man. Yours us too. I'm so proud to see what you have done on the challenge. I appreciate it, man. Well, yeah. it's so crazy because 15 years ago, I get a call from Vinny <laughs> and I just so happened to be in New York City that day signing uh, with William Morris back in the day. And it was for music. And you had no idea that I was even there. Nope. And I had no idea that you had an office. Nope. <laughs> and like you, we're just friends on the phone. We're just like, like two dudes, like just being like, just you know, buddies. we know something's up, so we got to just stay in touch until that thing happens, and then when it does, whew, oh, dude, explosion. And, and so I go to MTV and I go into the office and I see all these rainbows everywhere, and I'm like, <laughs> Vinny, are you gay? And you were like, Yeah, and I go, Oh, thank God. And then that spark of like something in your brain that you were like laughing your ass off. And I was like, Vinny, like, you're the best looking dude I know. Like, thank God, because there'd be no chicks for us. And you're like, you're like, ah, what, dude, you want a show? And I was like, what? And you just said it just like that. I'll never forget it. And you're like, you want a show? And I go, sure. What is it? And you go, it's the challenge. And I was like, oh, that's Dave's show. I can't do that. And then yeah. you said, no, 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 he's over it. Give him a call. So I used your desk phone to call yeah. Dave right then and there. Yep. Called Dave and Dave was like, no, you're going to love it, dude. Do it. You'll love it. And you and I walked into Jackie's office together and my life has never been the same since. I love that. Dave was like, just make sure they give you equipment. Make sure they let you like work out. Make sure they, he gave you some great in insight, by the way. Yeah. You yeah. are solely responsible for me being on the challenge today. People ask me all the time, how did you get on the challenge? And I'm like, I just fell into it, dude. No pun intended. I really just fell into it. And they're like, no, no, really. Just tell us how you did. Like, did you have to go to these castings and this, that? Did what do do? And I was like, no, dude. The story and the and the legend goes: Vinny was in my backyard preparing for the backyard barbecue for the sports and music festival in That's 1999. True. Okay, you were back there, and I said, Vinny, just come in and get some breakfast. And you said, No, I have to keep preparing this. You were sweeping the back porch, I believe. And I said, I'll just help you do that after we eat breakfast. And you were like, All right. So I made us cheese quesadillas. Yes. And we had cheese quesadillas and we had breakfast. Then I helped you sweep the back porch and we became friends and we were friends ever since. And every year on my birthday, you would call me and you'd be like, happy birthday. You hit me when you come to New York. Never forget. And I'm like, I know I'm begging you to come to New York guy. always. <laughs> this is the sweetest guy I ever met in my life. Like, I love that. This dude is badass. I'm thinking, how is this guy so nice? Like someone who is that nice, who was able to disarm me in my own office, make me feel comfortable about my own sexuality, by the way, with an athlete. So you can imagine the things running in my head where I'm hypersensitive to certain things. And I'm like, wait, this is an athlete who gets me in a way that just completely humanizes me. There's something magical to this moment here. That ability to literally get me on your team as an athlete from that get-go. I see why you're killing it still. I swear to God, Vinny, you changed my life that day. I tell everyone that. When anybody asks me, any interview I ever do, you'll hear your name, Vinny Potestivo, every single time. 
no matter what, because I'll never forget you, bro. You introduced me to Jackie French. And then I sent her a rope for Christmas that year. And like you're like, what the hell is this? And I was like, this is a rope for her so that she could jump out of the out of the office. And I made it 300 feet long because she's on the 30th floor. And like <laughs> <laughs> so that's just like a lot people. of cool things. When I think about when we started the show together and where you were at with BMX racing and how involved you were, was this an obvious show that you knew you wanted to be a part of? Was it as much of a fit for you as you are for it? Is that how you felt from the get-go? Um, it was crazy because my very first scene I ever did was the show yeah. cold open for Gauntlet 2. And it was raining in Trinidad and Tobago. I was nervous as hell. Justin Booth handed me a script. He's like, learn this. And it was like two pages of stuff. And I was like, dude, I don't know how to do this. Like, I go, well, screw it, man. What the worst thing I can do is get fired. And I got a contest in two weeks anyway. So whatever. So I just read it as best I could, took the bullet points, and then just told my friend how it worked. I basically went out there and explained it to a friend. That's how I pictured what I was doing. And it was awesome. It worked out perfect. And when I got done telling my friend, which were 32 cast members yeah. of how to do what they're doing, the Gauntlet 2, welcome to the Gauntlet 2. They were like, you're our new host. This is it. Justin was like, you're my guy. This is the best thing ever. And dude, you're you're killing it. Yeah. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah. I go, well, I didn't even get half the words right of the paper. And he's like, no, you just explained exactly what I wanted, like exactly how I wanted it done. So like I changed the host gig kind of in that moment on accident, only because I didn't have time to all night read that script and try and get it word for word, like try and do it over and over yeah. and over again. I would have gotten it that night because the job meant that much to me, you know? So Yes, but also I, the contestants are literally designed to poke holes and they're literally there to find yes. anything they can do to get an advantage. And I know there's like a fine sort of edit that may, might happen for the viewers so they can understand some nuts and bolts. But to be present with that energy, I mean, you're not in front of 30 passive kids. You're in front of no. 30 monsters, some real stakes there. What has surprised you about this seat you sit in, this hosting spot? You've seen some generations come in and out. You've seen players come in and out. The challenges themselves have changed. I mean, so many dynamics have evolved. Yeah, it's crazy because... There are a few people that are very responsible for my BMX career that have helped me, held my hand, and basically to walk me into the BMX world. Of course, I had to win the contests and I had to do the things that I had to do, the tricks and whatever, to get to where I got. But that's exactly where you come into play. Jackie French comes into play. Justin Booth comes into play. You guys are my people. You know what I'm saying? Like for my hosting job and my hosting career which is taken off. And I still feel like it's just starting and it's 15 it. years. Good. It's God bless you. Crazy. Good. It's crazy. I don't even get it. Every season I'm like, this has got to be it. Like I was like that for like this 10 is, years. So this is like, the last season. I'm giving it my best. I'm giving yeah, it my so all. I'm just going to give it my all. Cause <laughs> this is it. You know what I mean? I'm just going to try my hardest and see if we can't make this thing sick and, and be <laughs> proud of what I did. And like, and you get to do that every like, season, every season. <laughs> Dude, they're like six more seasons, TJ. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, we're going to have, uh, you're, you're going to be signed up for six more at least. And I was like, what? Like, oh my God. Like, okay. You know, <laughs> sure. It's just crazy to me how 
how awesome that is, you know? And like, I'm just honored. I really can't believe it. Belief and faith in yourself can be the most important gift a person can have. You'll never know what you're capable of until you reach for it. And I know there's no way to guarantee success, but the only way I know to guarantee failure is to quit. Quitting is not in your vocabulary. I love that part of what drives you and what, what you yeah. see in these kids. It just seems to be synonymous with like the energy you're putting out there. And if, if there's a secret lesson you're teaching from season to season, I quitters quit. Well, well quitters quit life, you know, right? I, I, I just feel like it because I get 20 DMs a day or a week. How can I get on the show? How can I get on the show? I really want to be a part of the show. How can I do it? I know I'll kill it. I know you should pick me. I think about all those people, all the people that wish so bad that they could be on the show. I'm thinking about your process through the show. How did the show help support you when you had your BMX accident? What goes through your mind when you have that accident with this show, when you start thinking about work? Well, one of the first things that I heard when I woke up was Justin Booth saying, that's my host. If I have to feed him line by line, then I will. And so when you hear that, I was like, that's my brother. You know what I mean? That's my just, that's Justin. Like, that's my boy. He's my brother. There's no doubt. I mean, we're, we're, we are like brothers nowadays. It's crazy because when you look at that and you hear that, but you're not awake yet, that's pretty damn cool when somebody is down for you like that. When somebody's down to ride for you like that, then it's like, okay, this is the real deal. And so when I woke up, I knew that I had three months to get ready to go to Panama, Bocas del Toro. So that was like a Bocas show. And no, no, it wasn't. It was, uh, that was after I broke my leg. This one was for Dominican Republic, I believe. So yeah, so, so I, I had two months for the Dominican Republic or for the Panama one, broken leg. But uh, anyway, this is, uh, this is the brain injury one. That was the Dominican Republic, I believe. So Justin said, you're going to be ready, dude. He actually flew out here to see me for a minute just to see if I was able to be me. And and I was. I wasn't great. I wasn't perfect and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed or anything. But I was I was good enough. And he, yeah. he handled it, man. He'd like, let's do this. So it was cool, man. And I knew I had a goal to get to, and I couldn't let Justin down. A guy that was that down for me, I'm not going to let him down no matter what. So I went to speech class every day. I went to the oxygen chamber every day. I went and did the walking classes. I did the hand-eye coordination. I did Lumosity on the computer every day. Um, everything, like from adding to learning how to count money, everything you can imagine. I, I learned it all in three months. Wow. Did it stop there? No, no. For about three years, I was oh, yeah. in rehabs and classes and getting better every chance I got. Everything that I did was helping get better. That was my only goal was to get better. And my wrist was really broken, real, real bad. So I had a couple surgeries on that. And then I had to do carpal tunnel surgery as well because I had like numbness in three of my fingers and half of this one. So the numbness all started going away and I had to get the carpal tunnel open back up and then uh, had two plates and 10 screws put in this wrist so i had to start playing piano again to get this thing dialed in and it worked so every day 
just get better. That's the only job you have is to make that show. Get to that show, dude, because Justin put his ass on the line for you and you're not going to let him down. You were doing it before you had your setback. You Every day you got on set. Every day we talk, every time we talk, there's always better. There's always a call to action or an, a, a way to sort of level up. And I think that's one of the reasons why I always love staying in touch with you because it was never just about BMXing. You never just had people in your backyard it was a real reason why those specific people were together. There was just like this community you're building. And it's so cool that it's generation after generation. It's so crazy. It's a lot of, I can't a lot of believe it. It's like, how the hell am I still a host? Like, this is the luckiest job in the world. And I've held it the longest. Like, are you joking me? Like, this is the sickest thing. I'm so happy. When 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 did it change from like that's TJ from BMX to that's TJ from the challenge? Uh, I bet you in 2010, okay, 12, well, like yeah. only five years after I started hosting the show, did it start because I crashed in 2010. That was when, that when was all the, the big news crash reports. Was in 2010. Yeah, the yeah. the big crash was in 2010 in October of 2010. So. 10 and a half years ago now. And that changed because I was all of a sudden I was on TMZ and, and all these other news stations and, and big news that I slammed. But if I was just a BMX rider, that's just a slam. Like everyone knows the BMX rider slam. It's not big news. But if you're a host of a show and a BMX rider, then it's all of a sudden news. Like people really care. So that was the time that it kind of changed, you know, <laughs> like towards yeah. like, well, and I almost died. So it's like, okay, oh, cool. Man. Well, the dude, the dude is different. So that's, he, he like, he definitely has a little bit of a different mindset than normal host. Well, it's nice being a host on a show as big as a challenge with producers and network executives. What's it like producing your own podcast, creating your own content? It was very difficult for me. Like when I did like hang with labs and stuff like that, but it wasn't too hard because I filmed everything from my phone and everything was just go from my phone, set it up. And then it's just me and whoever it is. But I, I do that. I still do it. I just don't do it very often. If I happen to be in a room with somebody cool, like I had Jimmy Johnson, who's an eight time NASCAR champion. I don't even like NASCAR or, or care about it, but <laughs> I love him. And he's such an interesting individual that I had to talk to him. He gave me five minutes of his life and I got to make a cool little podcast about it. And then me and Forrest Griffin had a podcast together, but we weren't the producers of it. We just went in there and swallowed microphones and stuff. Like we had so much fun, but both our schedules were so hectic that it was hard to be consistent. And you have to be consistent in the podcast yeah. game. You have to be consistent. You have to have stamina and you have to be prepared not to quit. It's hard work. It doesn't get easier. It gets more challenging and you get more creative. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have failures. So prepare for them. Prepare for the unexpected. Surround yourself with people who want to be there for you on your best days and your worst. It's so weird, man. I can't believe that's me. I can't believe it. I, do, I really can't. I really, I honest to God, I cannot believe it. And he like, I always thought back in the day, I got a house when I was 19 or 20 years old. I moved out of my mom's and, and got this house and I was riding BMX and stuff and riding motorcycles up and down the street. And every day I always watched Karsten Daly. And I was like, that guy is so relevant, but he's like older and, but he's 
relevant. People love that guy. Like, and then I slowly turned into Carson Daly. Like now I'm like that guy that's older and that still relate to the 20 year old. You know what I mean? It's so weird because I was 20 yesterday. There's like a weird point in your challenge career where you're like, wait, that's what being 20 years old looks like now. hundred percent, hundred percent. So weird. I love it. It's fun. I appreciate you and the energy you put into the challenge and just into everything. So thank you for taking time to connect with me and, and, and chat with me here. I love what you're doing and get to do. I think it's so cool. All right. Love you, brother. Take care, man. You've been listening to I Have a Podcast with Vinny Podestivo. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, please find us at IHaveAPodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you next week.